0: You're listening to the Family Discipleship Podcast, a podcast of training the church.
1: That's that's the quote we need to pull from this episode is Taylor Swift will fail you. I think that I don't know if that's <laughs> any me.
2: If that has not been evident this week as ticketmaster <laughs> oh
1: crumbled
2: to the ground like no.
0: wow. Like what you love about this is actually Him. There are some good desires in that that ultimately will be fulfilled in Him and not in a TV show or riding horses or whatever it could be. Life is going to throw unexpected things at us. And if we think that worshiping God, praising Him, believing in Him happens when everything works out our way or it feels good or it makes sense to us, like, we're just not going to last.
1: Hey, this is Adam Griffin. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Cassie Bryant. Cassie, how are you doing today? I'm great. Great. Looks like you got some sunshine in the room with you today.
2: There's a window open, or uh, the blinds are open. It's a little cold for the window to be open.
1: Yeah, it is a little cold. Speaking of a little bit cold, only in the temperature sense, warm-hearted, <laughs> but uh, cold this season, <laughs> my wife, Chelsea Griffin, is with us, too. Chelsea, how are you doing today?
3: I'm uh, I'm okay. But we've entered into the season where I could always be 20 to 30 percent better if it was
2: 90 degrees outside. (laughs) We are so different, Chelsea. In, in all the good ways we
3: complement oh, wow. each other. But it's good to
1: be different. Good to be different. It is good
2: to be different. I love cold weather. Well,
3: I'm sure that I have an undiagnosed illness of some kind. <laughs> oh. uh, like, <laughs> I'm so cold that there's no way this is not pathologic, but uh, there's been no no cure presented. So
1: I think there's a couple cures. It's just like uh, microwavable slippers are one of the cures presented, I think. That's one of them. Uh, speaking of warm heartedness, guys, we have a special guest with us today. Miss Lauren Chandler is with us. Yay! Hey, Lauren. How are you? Hey,
0: guys. Hey, guys. Chelsea, I love that you're like totally bundled up. <laughs> You've got like three layers, at least that I can see. So who knows what's underneath there? Four <laughs> layers. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> and hand warmers inside our house.
0: What do you
3: have your temperature set to? Whatever it is. It's not the high house. enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be like a dry sauna in my whole house.
2: Uh, yes. Oh my <laughs> this God. is why y'all got the hot tub, right? Uh-huh.
3: Hot tub. Yeah, part of why I, got the hot. I
1: give Chelsea a lot of heat-themed gifts. We've gotten a gas fireplace, a hot tub. We actually, ha- she does have her own personal sauna in the house. Have we talked True. about that on the podcast before?
2: I don't think so. Probably That's not brand new information. We, for me.
3: we need to put a, a, a link in the show notes. It's the most sky mall looking item <laughs> that you could ever buy. It's like a, a, a cloth box, and my head sticks out of it. Um, but it it, <laughs> does, it gets to be one hundred and
2: forty degrees, and it's awesome. Don't give yeah. too much away because yeah. they might become an ad for us if
1: if we do this right. Oh, let's do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can maybe get we could do a Christmas a gift list for ad. the Family Discipleship Podcast yes. that includes all of Chelsea's heat and later yes. game gifts. All right. Well, Lauren, I'm so excited you're here. Lauren, I don't know. You will not remember this, but I remember the first time we met. Now, Cassie, you and Lauren have mm. known each other for a long time. Cassie, do you remember the first yes. time you met Lauren Chandler? I do.
2: It was at a summer camp when you and Matt were engaged Oh,
0: yes,
2: in Florida with Jerry yes. Royal and Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. A long time ago. Probably oh two, summer of 2001 or 2002. Yes. Uh,
0: I think I have a picture of us uh, Matt and me at that camp. And I mean, I look like a baby. I was probably, (laughs) I think I was probably 19 maybe. Like you were Audrey's age, right? (laughs) Audrey, Audrey's about to turn 20. In fact, I was married at the time, like at her age right now, I was already married.
1: Wow. That is wild. It's wild. Well, Mm -hmm. Lauren, I remember the first time you and I met you, you will not remember this because to you it probably was nothing, but to me it was significant because it was so bizarre uh okay. i was living in flower mount i was a single guy at the time and uh-huh. i went out to pot for lunch uh-huh. and you and matt were there it was a friday so i bet we all had the day off you and matt were there and yeah. i just said hi like a normal person says hi you know matt and i yeah. knew each other and then right after pot i went across from pot to uh the amc theater to watch a movie by myself because i was a single dude and you and matt <laughs> walked into the exact same movie theater and sat right behind me is there any way you remember this
0: I actually do remember that. Did we bring our pot belly into the AMC? Because I feel like that's what we used to do. I wouldn't call (laughs) out on the air. I wouldn't record
1: uh, any of the law breaking that I saw the Chandlers do that day. But I just remember feeling like it was so And Matt and I had seen each other at the gym that morning as well. So it was like every place I went, I saw Matt. (laughs) And I I felt so awkward being like alone in a movie theater. And then here comes two people I just saw a minute ago. and like, oh, hey, guys. Uh, Anyway, it it
0: wasn't awkward
2: at all. That's what happened in Flower Mound in the early aughts because there was like one restaurant, one theater, one gym. So it was a very small town.
1: It yeah, almost nice. sounded like biblical, like you were about to go one one faith, one baptism, <laughs> one God in Flower Mound.
2: I wish. That would have been more edifying for all of us. Okay. Speaking of
1: biblical, for those people who haven't met Lauren yet, we're so excited for you to meet her uh, digitally here on the podcast, but also to hear a little bit about some of the work she's been putting in. Before we get into uh, kind of the topic and the work you've been doing, could you, would you mind just introducing yourself a little bit? Tell us a little bit about your ministry and about your family.
0: Yeah. So I'm Lauren Chandler. I'm married to Matt Chandler. He's the pastor of the Village Church in Flower Mound, Texas. Uh, We've been married 23 years. Like I said, I was 19 when we got married. Um, He was older. He's like a little scanned asleep. scandalously (laughs) older. He was 25. Um, But it all worked out. We've been together for 23 years. And we have three wonderful children, uh, Audrey, Reed, and Nora. Audrey's about turned 20. Reed just turned 17. And our youngest, Nora, is 13. And um, we've been at the village for, um, actually, yesterday was 20 years since he preached in view of a call. I know. 20 years. so amazing. Awesome. 20 years. And uh, yeah, so I, um, I'm i a worship leader. I've written Bible studies. I've written a trade book. And then I write children's books. I also like to write songs. So I wear lots of different hats. I love being outside. I love nature. I love beauty. I love the sky. And I love birds. I'm like an amateur bird watcher. That's kind of a real-known fact.
1: Is oh, there yeah. a bird that you haven't seen yet that you would really like to see one of? Oh, I
0: really want to see. I've seen it. I saw it uh during I remember your winter storm Yuri. Winter Storm Yuri. Do you remember? In no,
1: 2021. Was that a you Del- knew it. Did you know it had a name? Oh, like Snow No, I guess I didn't know it had yeah, a name.
0: Snowmageddon. It was okay. Yuri. <laughs> Uri. U R I. I found this out. I also like meteorology too, you know. So I'm kind of a nerd. But uh The cedar wax wings. I've seen them. uh, I saw them that winter and I didn't see them last winter. And I'm really hoping to see them again. They're really cool looking. Um, They look like they have a mask. Um, So I'd love to see one again here. So little
1: known fact one, I'm, I I don't want to double down on nerddom here, and there's not a bird watching podcast. But I also enjoy birds. Chelsea could tell you.
3: Yeah, Uh, is Chelsea awake?
1: Cedar 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 waxwings (laughs) will eat these berries off these trees, and they get kind of drunk. Yes, and they will fly into your windows because they are literally they're hammered. These these birds.
0: Yes. Anyway, but they're
1: beautiful. They're beautiful. I'm not against. What is this
2: podcast right now? (laughs) (laughs) I did just listen to this American Life podcast about bird watching, and it was fascinating. Oh, I need to good. listen. To I'm that. not introverted enough for that, so no. I don't think I would need <laughs> well, to be right doing now. it
1: with a big group of people. Chelsea's sitting okay. next to our bird feeder while she's recording. I couldn't handle that because I'd be too distracted. But. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. All right, back to the back to the top of the hour. You, you yeah, did mention yeah. the children's books. You've written a couple already. Would you? What compelled you to write books for children? Why was that part of your ministry?
0: To be really honest, it, it someone. Uh, the publisher came to me and said, we'd like for you to write, consider writing a children's book. And that was about the only thing I would even consider at that moment. I just Mm. finished um, a couple of other projects and I knew I had this meeting with this publisher and I was like, I don't feel like writing anything. And if I was going to write anything, it'd be a children's book. And so that's what they asked me to write. And (laughs) um, it, it, you know, he asked me different questions about what I would want to write about. And in particular, um, you know, Matt went through, he had a brain tumor. And so our whole family went through this season of walking through cancer and right. treatment and all that. And he's fine now. Well, praise God. But um, they're like, "Was there were there any stories that you used with your kids? And I, honestly, I couldn't think of anything. We were just trying to do life just went from one day to the next, Um But I remember the story of Lazarus ministering to me um, in John 11, Mm -hmm. um, where Jesus wept with Mary and Martha. Like he didn't rush through their grief or pain, but he entered into it with them. And that was so comforting because I think a lot of times we can put spiritual band-aids, you know, like, well, you know, God's got this, just trust him, have faith. And really what he wants to do is, is be in relationship with us. And Jesus, like, we see that in Him entering into Mary and Martha's grief. And so I was like, well, I'd love to write a story about Lazarus. And um, so that book is called Goodbye to Goodbyes. And I didn't know when I wrote that, that it would be like this kind of grief book for kids. I didn't know, but that's kind of what it ended up being. Um, And I'm just so grateful. I mean, I think that's how the Lord works. Like, if you're just sensitive to where He's leading you, um, you're not even going to know all the impact that whatever your yes has, you know. But it's just doing it because I don't think I would have ever imagined... If I'd set out, I want to write a grief book for kids. I don't know what I would have written, Mm -hmm. but the Lord had that in mind. And I was just obedient to, okay, I'm going to write about Lazarus, how this story um, impacted me and as an overflow impacted my kids. And then he brought goodbye to goodbyes about and um, just super grateful. And I get lots of stories from people of how that book has helped them get through grief with their kids and how that book as they're reading it to their kids, are being ministered to also. And that's what I want. Like, I want to write a children's book that ministers not just to the kids, but to the adult who's reading it to them. Um, And so that's how I kind of stumbled into writing children's books.
1: We're so grateful for it. We've definitely given it to people who are experiencing grief and who have other kids and maybe have lost a child. Or yeah. It's been a blessing. So I'm grateful mm-hmm. for it. Oh,
0: thank you. thank you.
2: I love your new book. It so reflects who you are as a worshiper. I just think it's so beautifully written and it's such a great primer for little biddies about yeah. us being made to worship him in all circumstances. Would you... Yeah. Uh, Mind reading it to us since it's a short, a shorter book.
0: Not at all. I would love to. Thanks. Okay, here's praise him. Praise him with the sunrise when the day begins to dawn. Praise him with the singing birds and with your own sweet song. Praise him when your eyes can see God's goodness all around and marvel at his blessings from the sky down to the ground. Praise him as you wind your way from here to there and then praise him when the days are bright and filled with fun and friends. Praise him when the days are dark and tired and sad and slow. Praise him that he's always there through each day's highs and lows. Praise him as you head to bed and turn off all the lights. Don't forget he's there with you when shadows dance at night. Praise Him that the night time is as bright as day to Him. Praise Him that He keeps you safe and sound and all tucked in. And if it's hard to see a way to lift your voice in praise, remember this, a simple song that gives you words to raise. Praise the Lord, O my soul. With all my soul, praise the Lord. Through the day and through the night, O my soul, praise the Lord
2: that's it that's beautiful that oh, was so lovely <laughs> thank, you. thank you for sharing yeah. it yeah you know Lauren this it's been about 13 years since Matt yeah. got sick and yeah. I remember the very the staff meeting where he and Brian shared the diagnosis and then we all gathered around and we prayed and it was in the middle of that prayer that you just started singing mm-hmm. I can't even remember what the song it was but in that moment God used it to like used to teach me like mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was possible to sing in the state that you must have been in of like shock Mm. and grief and like fear and uh, trust. And then I remember God teaching me also just like, Hey, it's because they're prepared to suffer. They were prepared. Mm. It's not unexpected. They're not like God had done a work of preparation in you, but I would love to hear more about the journey about your personal journey with learning to praise him in all circumstances.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. It is like the Lord preparing you. And you don't even know what He's preparing you for sometimes. And yeah. honestly, I think a lot of my preparation had to do with the gift of singing. Um, as a worship leader, I you know, your greatest strength can also be your greatest weakness, that you're kind of the shadow side of you is also closely mm. attached to the kind of the gold side of you, the the things that God's put in you to share with others for His glory and your joy. And one of those for me has been leading worship and music and singing where I had a lot of my identity wrapped into it mm. and a lot of frustration um, because I I wasn't satisfied when I wasn't singing and then I wasn't satisfied when I was singing cuz I didn't I didn't like what I heard. I was I just really struggled with perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Um and and it was like the Lord like just really doing a painful work of of tearing out the the uh, the weeds of that and and mm. keeping what was he wanted to cultivate in my heart um, it was a painful process um, but it was so good because I my identity was he was trying to get me to to not have my identity in leading worship but my identity would be rooted in him and so he was trying to uproot these other parts of me and say okay mm. no root root here in me because otherwise you're not going to make it. And it was that journey of like praising him, even what was painful, praising him when I didn't really understand, praising him when I knew the words were right. I wanted them to be right, um, but my heart was slow to catch up, you know. And so, at praising him and asking him for the faith and for his grace to fill that gap between what I was feeling, what I knew to be true. Yeah. And so, I, I think a lot of that started there, and. And then there are just other, you know, opportunities to praise Him in hard times uh, with a miscarriage, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: with just different things in our lives, not turning out the way I wanted them to do, but still coming back to the fact that He's good. Um, And my praise is just a response to His character, that He is good, that I'm like, I believe that you are good, and I'm going to praise you for what I know to be true. And my heart will catch up it will catch up but also not like um not discounting what my heart was feeling so even yeah. like in the book when the days are tired and sad and slow you know like acknowledging yeah this stinks i don't i don't like this part of what's happening i am struggling with doubt i am struggling with disappointment but i know you're still good and i know you yeah. still love me and i know you still have something for me um and so that's part of—there's so many pieces that have, like, gone into this journey of learning to praise Him no matter what. But a lot of it stemmed from just that search for identity and finding it in the wrong things and the Lord just being relentless, like, not letting me settle There, you know, because I think sometimes he lets people do that. For whatever reason, he did not let me. (laughs) He did not let me stay there or find any kind of um, like contentment there. He just was like, no, no, I'm not letting you. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) But I'm so grateful. It was it was his love towards me. In that, I
3: love that. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks just for your personal vulnerability and just sharing what was going on in your own heart. Right. Yeah. You may know that our our podcast here is really focused. It's not a parenting podcast. It's a discipleship podcast. So we're really focused on leading our homes, leading our children spiritually. Uh, yeah. Can you talk about why this is what the concept you're talking about, learning to praise God at all times? Mm-hmm. Why that's not just an adult. Discipline. That's why.
0: Do, why do we need to model this for our children? Because life is going to throw unexpected things at us, and if we think that worshiping God, praising Him, believing in Him happens when everything works out our way, or it feels good, or it makes sense to us, like we're just not going to last. We are going to be uprooted. We are going to. Um, we're going to blow away. We, there's no root in us if we think the only reason we praise God or worship Him is when He makes sense to us or does the things that we want Him to do, and also that the, just the very the reality that sometimes the things that happen that aren't what we want, God is up to something good in that He's doing something, right. and that we can trust His heart. We can trust. Um, that he is for our good, um and ultimately, we see that in Christ. we see it in his life, we see it in his death, his resurrection, his ascension, the promise of him returning, like that's ultimately what we can point to to say, see, he loves us, and he has something good because man, that didn't look good. That didn't yeah. look like it was gonna work out. <laughs> yeah. um but it did and and we have hope that for our lives too, and if we. Uh, praise helps us to lift our eyes up to Him, to look for Him, to look for His character, for look, look to for glimpses of, okay, He's there, He's gonna come through, I can trust Him, um, and so I think that's so important for our kids to get at the very beginning because um, it's life is not gonna go according to our our plan. There are mm-hmm. going to be things thrown at us, things that happen that the enemy wants to totally uproot us and steal joy and steal intimacy with god um, and so this is just a reminder to kids as they grow that that he he's there look for him and then like praise him for it acknowledge those things um like the very end of of praise him kind of when you the, you can't think of words to raise it's like praise the lord oh my soul We see in the Psalms over and over, David and the other psalmists telling their souls to praise God, you know, because we need to like tell ourselves sometimes to remind ourselves, praise Him. We're not going to make it unless you praise Him. Like uh, our faith is strengthened when we praise Him. And so don't forget to praise Him through the the day, through the night, all of it, with every beat of your heart, praise Him. And that's even where this this book came from was a song that I wrote that I wanted my kids to have. And they were older. um, You know, they were like probably nine and up at this point. Um, But that's what I wanted was something for them to take with them to remember as they get older, as they go through every season of life, kind of the mornings of life where everything looks bright and wonderful and great, the the midday of life where, you know, you're just trudging through the day to day or um, kind of the evening of life where, okay, things are starting to shut down and and um, the nights of life where things are scary, just that this reminder to praise Him um, through it all because that, that centers our heart on who He is and it gets us to look for Him um, and it like strengthens our souls.
1: Hey friends, it's March, and that means Easter is right around the corner. In fact, Easter is in March this year. It's part of the reason I'm pumped to tell you about one of our sponsors who's got a really special Easter deal. This is a great time to get some new resources to disciple your family. Our friends over at Lithos Kids are having an Easter basket sale. They've got the brand new Little Pilgrim's Big Journey Complete Box Set. It's now available. Guys, I can't tell you how much I love this resource. Hey, listeners, we live in a world where anxiety, depression, and weariness seem to be the basic descriptors of our lives. For many of us, our calendars and our plates are overfull, yet our lives still lack joy. But it doesn't have to be this way. Jesus invites you to have true and abundant joy that's only found in Him. In John 15, Jesus reveals three very surprising pathways to finding this type of joy. You can discover these pathways in the new book, Overflowing Joy, by author and Bible teacher Tara Dew. This is available at LifeWay.com and you can save 40% off with the code JOY40. Again, that's J-O-Y, the number four, the number zero at LifeWay.com. The new book is Overflowing Joy by Tara Dew. Check it out.
3: Well, besides writing a song and writing a book, uh, what, are some, what are some practical ways you guys have modeled this for your kids?
0: I'll be honest, as a pastor's family, we have tried to do like, Devotionals as a family, we we were hit or miss on that, um, but I think the most consistent thing we've done is as parents, like had a living, thriving relationship with Jesus, and that mm-hmm. our kids see us um, sitting at our kitchen island every morning with our Bibles open, with our journals, like seeking the Lord, and like making them go to church with us, you know, and not just because they're the pastor's kids and not just because because it's expected, but because we're saying this is important. Having them serve at church, being involved at church, like being in the family of faith and having other people teaching them and modeling to them what we want for their lives. Um, And so that's those are the ways we've done it. I wish I could say this was the devotional plan that we had, and this is (laughs) what— Family dinners, like I wish, but I think Matt and I are a little too like probably have too much ADHD. Where we get on something, <laughs> and we're like we start, we're like we're gonna do this, we got this, and then it fizzles out. I think so we're, we're all just,
2: relieved that that's your reality, okay, <laughs> and then it's not like
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it is just like yes, I'm going to talk to them. I'm gonna have conversations along the way, but like the the most impact I think that we have is us having a thriving, intimate relationship with God and them seeing that and and them seeing the consistency, the consistency of our inconsistency, the consistency of some days we we hit it out of the park and some days we don't and we own up to it and we bring them back to Jesus and, and what the gospel is all about.
1: Yeah. I think you're selling yourself short on how much you guys have modeled this. I think there is (laughs) uh, is—I mean, we talked a lot about already when things have been hard and your family has faced really hard circumstances and you guys have still remained faithful to the Lord. Your kids have seen that. In addition to that, Lauren, just the, the regular weekend where you just go, Hey, we're going to go to church because we go to church and you're praising God. That's what we're doing. We're attributing to God his worth by saying he gets, he gets our whole lives. And you, and also I wouldn't minimize being a pastor's family like you and yeah. Matt have ministered to so many people and invited your kids into seeing like our whole yeah. lives are dedicated to God, yeah. which means our family is going to sacrifice in order to do it. You're going to face, you certainly faced hardships, not because of, not just because of health, but also because yeah. of the the prominence, which, which the Lord has given you the platform he's given you. You guys have faced a lot of, um, yeah. uh, criticism and in yeah. that also received a lot of encouragement. So I know, like, praise him, not just about like the darkest times praising him, but also you guys have been great in the in the delightful times, in yeah. the beautiful times, in the ordinary times. How do yeah. we praising God in the midst of that? Now, I know because I'm a parent, and I assume because your kids are regular old kids just like mine are. There's also been times probably where you've had to address your kids praising things that are not God, seeking uh, maybe what we would call idolatry. Where yeah they are seeking to be made much of when you would call them to make much of God or maybe yeah. to uh, have something else become the center of the life instead yeah. of God being the center of the life which the concept yeah. of praise him is so good in recentering in bringing you back to the reality that like anything good comes from God but i'm wondering True. anything come to mind for you when you think about redirecting yeah. your kids hearts towards God as opposed to either themselves yeah. or something that is not God what comes to mind for you for that
0: usually just what my kids are interested in. I mean, it can definitely be all consuming for one of my kids in particular. And I will not throw that kid under the bus by naming (laughs) that kid or even using a pronoun. So, but like I had one kid who, I don't know. I listeners, just give me a lot of grace, okay? Um, <laughs> this kid loved Stranger Things, okay? And uh, TV I show. was like, okay, the TV show, Stranger Things on Netflix. And so, but what was cool is like, I found some redemptive themes. I was like, you know what, you know what you love about, what do you, I'd have asked this kid, what do you love about this show? And this kid would talk about the friendships and the adventure and kind of the otherworldliness. And I was like, I would draw parallels to, you know what? Because God made you for community. God made you to want friends and to have people that know you and you're in this together. He made you for adventure. That there are some things that God has invited you into an adventure. And otherworldly speaks for itself. Like There are um, supernatural realities to life that we don't see with our eyes, but they're there and we Mm -hmm. can tune into that. And so I've used opportunities to whatever that was to like see the lord another kid uh, my oldest her interest in horses and kind of using that um quote from chariots of fire where he talks about running he feels the pleasure of god i was like you feel the pleasure of god when you're on the back of that horse and that is a gift god's given you so that yeah. whatever that i think i think i've just learned that the i know with me the more you try to like oh that's bad don't do that it either like brings more shame or it brings some allure to it, like, ooh, Mm -hmm. that's bad. That's interesting, you know? But to say, okay, let's let's be just kind of measured about it. Let's, you know, not like obsessed, but let's look beyond. What are the things that I see that you're drawn to? They're actually Jesus. Like, it's actually really Him. Like, what you love about this is actually Him. And so that's kind of how I've, Try to help my kids um, look beyond um, whatever that is, and see that there are some good desires in that that ultimately will be fulfilled in Him, and not in a TV show or riding horses or whatever it could be.
1: But I love that concept of saying, "What do my kids love?" and then how do I use that to help them yeah. understand worship? You know, if your kid. Yeah loves riding horses you're going okay let's let's remember like this is not just about yeah. the horses there's something That's appealing right. about this that is uh, yeah. a gift from god and um yeah. while i've never seen stranger things because i'm a christian i do imagine Whatever. that. I, stop <laughs> I, well
2: as a christian we love stranger things so
0: oh, oh,
1: we love it, it. good
0: redemptive things i mean it's I real creepy and gory. have i've seen, but I've seen every episode
1: things. i've seen it I, I me. <laughs> okay good and I, I think there's a lot of like conquering evil and fighting evil. I'm, yeah, I'm for, for that sure. I'm gonna fight evil. And it like many things you have to always, I think measured is the right word, Lauren yeah. to go like, Hey, yeah. this is not wholesale. Like yeah. stranger things is not right. going to define what we believe. It is a no. cultural phenomenon. Like many others, other, other shows that in which there may be something redemptive, but there are some things in it that are still inexcusably yeah. ungodly. And so how That's do right. we address that and prepare our kids to face those things That's as right. well? And, Yep. Anyway, so I, I appreciate that idea you're giving us though of like in the in yeah. the darkest times, how do we teach kids to praise him? In the midst of what they love, how do we remind them of redirecting yeah. their gratitude and their worship towards the God who gave it to them? And even yep. in things that maybe we would look at and go, That's not that actually doesn't honor the Lord in its purpose, but there's something in it yeah. that reminds us of what God has has for you and what he's made for you. That's That's Mm -hmm. all beautiful. That's why we're grateful for the work you're putting in.
2: Yeah. That we're made to worship. And so you see that when they're little bitty and they start worshiping other whatever it is, butterflies or, you know, all the way to Taylor Swift, if that's what, you know, your teenager's into. And it's like that you were made to do that. You were made to like be drawn to something greater than you. And like what happens if that terminates on, you know, a butterfly, it dies. Butterflies are created. You know, if it terminates on Taylor Swift, well, she will fail you. She's like not God. She's not Jesus. So I I love that because it's like it it points to that thing that's like there's something in you that wants to worship something greater than you, and you're going to direct that two other things but then we're gonna try and redirect that to who is behind right. even those things that's better than those things that's right that's
1: that's the yeah. quote we need to pull from this episode is Taylor Swift will fail you I think that I don't know if that's <laughs> any me.
2: if that has not been evident this week as Ticketmaster <laughs> oh crumbled to the ground <laughs> like no. wow she broke oh, it man. she
0: broke. She government. did
2: break broke it broke she knows what internet. she's doing that's for sure well
1: <laughs> Lauren I'm so grateful for the work you put in on this kid's book yeah. I, I hope family's gonna check it out but before we let you go one of our favorite things to do is give a gift back to the people that we have on as guests by inviting our listeners to pray for them. As you think about how mm-hmm. our listeners can pray for Lauren and for the Chandler family, what are some of the ways that we can uh, go to God on your behalf?
0: You know, we're at the in the midst of another difficult season. And so we would just love prayers for, I think, just protection of of our hearts um it can be a real mean world out there yeah. uh that that think they know everything about everything and they actually don't and yeah. so just just prayers mm-hmm. for protecting our hearts against just not nice comments uh and i i think that's at the forefront right now because it's what's um, it's what's right there and you know my kids are they see things and they hear things and so um just prayers for that yeah. and our church is honoring our Matt and our family for 20 years in yeah they are uh, at the village and so just that my my kids would feel honored and loved yeah. and yeah. they have done such a good job the church has done such a good job because it's not just Matt Who's been, you know, uh, at the village for 20 years? But it's been our whole family who's had to pay different prices for that, and yeah. so and sacrificed for him or for the church, and sacrificed him sometimes. And mm-hmm. so I think prayers for that would yeah. we would just love.
1: Well, I appreciate that vulnerability too, Lauren. And I'm honored to pray for pray for yeah. you in that. I know Chelsea and I have been praying for you guys. And are so committed to seeing the Lord uh, work restoration in relationships that are strained. And and I'm so grateful for you. I can't imagine what it's like to parent teenagers through what you guys (laughs) are dealing with right now when it comes to uh, public uh, trust and public comments. And this this culture that we're in right now is straight up cruel with uh, assuming to your detriment. And when you are put forward as a, a man of God and a woman of God, There is uh, no limit to how many people would love to see you fall. And so I'm so grateful for you and grateful for you parenting faithfully through that. Thank you so much for the time today, Lauren. Thanks for the conversation. Yeah, we
0: love you. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, listeners, thank you so much for joining us again today. If you think it is as important as we do to disciple your family, please give us a a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit one of our sponsors. Share this episode with one of your friends. And if you want to keep up with us and join the conversation, you can follow the Family Discipleship Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We love you listeners. We're looking forward to all God has for us the rest of this year and into the next. We will see you next week.